0: If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in and enjoy.
1: Today on Horse Chats, we've got Al Downing back. Now, Al's going to talk to us about what it takes to have and show a horse in competition. And he's no stranger to competitions. He's won, you know, he's lost count, but, you know, at least 48 world champions and reserve world champions, but lost count. So how are you going, Al?
0: I'm doing good, Gwyneth. How are you today?
1: By the time you get into 48, it's hard to keep track, isn't it? You know.
0: Well, let's put it this way. You know, I'm real careful not to count something that isn't totally a world championship, so... uh you know, I know that I probably lost a couple along the way, but I've, I've been, I'm nearing 50 for sure.
1: I, I think anyone that's even got half that amount would be pretty proud or a quarter or a tenth, You know, just to win <laughs> one would be, you know, wonderful for so many people. But, um, Yes okay so we're going to talk about what it takes to have and show a horse in competition today but before we do that i have just got to remind people about International Horse College. So if you'd like to work in the horse industry but not sure where to start then have a chat to our friendly team at internationalhorsecollege.com with the wide variety of horse courses from the complete beginner through to the qualified professionals and students in over 20 countries we'll be able to consider your individual requirements And guide you in the right direction. Sometimes people have got individual requirements, like they want to start online right now and do the practical work down the track a little bit. Anyway, simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com now to start that conversation. Registered training organization 31352. Now, Al, you've got this subject that you've chosen. What does it take to have and show a horse in competition? And you've got a facility there where you've got lots of your students that have horses and show them in competitions. Is that right? You must have this conversation quite a lot.
0: Quite a bit yeah Yeah. we sure do. You know we've been real fortunate over years to have uh, a lot of great students that showed with us that you know their goal was to win a world championship. Yes. Sometimes their goal starts with just trying to win a class or win a buckle and then you know, it goes on from there. If they've got a good enough horse, got the time and the uh, athleticism and the the total desire to do it. um, Mm. You know, it takes a lot of talent and that takes a lot of perseverance too, but uh, we've been fortunate to have a lot of winners and, you know, I've had a lot of trainers that have worked for me that have gone on to be world champions themselves too and I've been real proud of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I think, you know, if you've got big goals and you want to set yourself up something and and say I've got a goal to win the world championships, I think you've got to go to someone, you've got to get advice from someone who's been there and done that. And I think Al Dunning is just that person. So um I'm not looking to yeah. win a world championship, Al, but if I was, I'd be on your doorstep. Okay.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and just like you talked about your Um, college that you have um you know that i think pretty much everybody needs as much education as they can possibly have you know uh to be able to ride with me most of the riders have been with another trainer along the way or they've had a great college education in the equine uh, business um, and then they've come to me to basically you know top put the cherry on top of the sundae you know so that's that's kind of what I do, and, and uh, you know, it's been a good thing. But I think the more education a person can get, even the greatest of the people that have worked for me that have gone on to be great trainers, world champions themselves, uh, you know, learn so much, and then they all have their own um, their own style, their own system when it's all said and done. But you got to have the right basics to start.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. And no, I think, you know, no matter what, you're still learning. Yeah. Now, if we're going to, you know, we've got this goal to go and just show a horse at a competition, you talk about what events, so how are you going to recommend the right event to the right person?
0: You know, I think different events take different talents, you know, so um, a lot of it has to do with the person's style of riding, um, yep. you know, how aggressive they are or if they're a pretty rider or if they're a uh, you know a very strong rider or uh like that and then the second thing is besides that it, i think it takes the right kind of attitude um you know some riders again are very pretty riders and very very correct riders but um you know then there's other riders that are very aggressive riders that really strong riders, but they don't have the finesse that it takes. So, you know, it's trying to put those together and then decide, you know, what their really desires are, what their capabilities are. But it also takes the right horse. You know, you don't want to fit a round peg into a square hole. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, sometimes we're we limit ourselves on the kind of horse we have. Um, Because, you know, with the specialization that we have today, when I grew up, you know, you you basically, when you showed, you showed in every class, every event, you know. Uh, You showed halter horses, you showed pleasure horses, reining horses, cow horses, rope horses. You know, you did, you stayed there and you showed in every class. But today, it's it's gotten so specialized that, um, you know, it, it, like I say, it takes the exact kind of horse, the exact kind of rider to make it happen if you're going to truly be a, a, a winner.
1: Mm-hmm. So, if we're looking at what kind of horse it takes, are we looking at a certain horse for a certain event?
0: You know, certain horses, the, their, their way they're bred, yep. uh, first of all, makes a difference because today we breed for specific events, you know, okay. yep, um, yep. and so confirmation. Way of moving, you know, whether the horse is capable of uh, working a cow and has that kind of cow sense that it takes for certain events, or, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's uh, the horse has enough reach to be a a good hunter, or, you know, there's there's, there, it has a lot to do with, you know, how the horse is bred, what kind of confirmation they have and what they're really uh, can be adapted to. So those are all the things we put together to try to decide, you know, whether that horse and and that rider are capable of going for a certain goal.
1: Okay. Okay. So say I've got the goal to show a horse in a competition. How do I get started? What do I focus on?
0: No, I I think number one, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to have a good coach. Um, Yeah. You know, like we talked about education, there, I think that's the way to start. You gotta find a coach that is successful, but that also cares about you. I mean, there are some real successful trainers that have won something themselves, but they're not, they're very poor coaches. Um, you know, we see that. Uh, we also see some people that they can do it themselves, but they can't really relate it to other people as well um and there are some people that uh some coaches let's say or trainers let's say that their personality goes to uh, a a certain group and it means that you know they 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 don't relate to people philosophically sometimes they don't relate to people's uh weaknesses sometimes And so you got to find the right coach that has the right kind of demeanor for you and that cares about you and wants to invest in you
1: yeah okay okay now if, you know, I'm thinking about you say people come to you and they've already got some previous education. But either way, if you're getting someone who says, well, I've never been to a competition, I want to go to my first one or whatever. How do you determine that timeline?
0: You know, I'm all for practicing and trying to get to a level. I pretty much know what it takes to uh, to win at different competitions, let's say. so. I try to put the people uh, as soon as I think they're fairly ready yep. into a competition where they can have some success, okay. meaning that okay. I try not to put them in too deep over their head to where they feel like that the goal will never be accomplished, you know that it's mm-hmm. too lofty for them. Mm-hmm. But I try to incrementally uh, go through the steps that it takes teaching them and getting them prepared mentally, and, you know, basically having the tools that it takes to be good at what they do, and then go out there and, you know, find out what it feels like to be in competition, have that little extra nerves that sometimes people have, um, (laughs) how you handle that, um, you know, how you are about other, uh, uh, watching other competition, and, you know, how you assimilate it all, so that's that's kind of the goal is that um as soon as the people are fairly ready cuz you know if you wait till you're super ready to go show you may not ever show you know yes, <laughs> you may never yes, you okay. may never take that that leap of faith mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. that's an important part is somewhere it, it's it, when you go to the first competitions it's really not about winning it's about practicing yes and it's about getting a feel for it Mm-hmm. And uh, and learning from your mistakes and uh, then going home and making some uh, major adjustments. And, you know, I've sure shown some horses that I knew that I probably couldn't win on, but I knew the horse needed some experience. Mm-hmm. And I had to take it out there and kind of find out where its faults are so I could go home and make some adjustments and find out if that horse had it. Um, you know, horses are a lot like people. Uh, some people are better at home, and some people are better at the horse shows. Uh, same way with horses. So horses, there's some horses that are really good at home, and they 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 just don't handle the pressure of being at the show and being at the pe- seeing all the people and the bright lights and everything else. But there are certain horses, that, and this is kind of an amazing factor that only you know people that have this kind of experience have. There there are some horses and there's some people that just flourish at the horse shows. They they come, they rise to the occasion. They they, you know, really seem like everything pulls together when they get there to the show. So you never know that till you go ahead and like I say, take that leap and go ahead and show and, and go ahead and feel it out find out. But take then learn from everything you do, take it home, work on it, and then go again.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, I know you said before, you know, about getting a good coach, so getting a good coach, you get started focusing on that, um, they're going to hold your hands. But to get the horse ready, is that a matter of having the right coach then to get the horse ready? Because you'd said about some of your students then have sort of trained with you and then gone on. and they then tra- yeah. training other horses? Is that much the same, or, or how do you learn the proper skills to get your horse ready?
0: You know, I, I think, first of all, I've always thought, that you should ride with somebody that has already been there and done that. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people that have a uh, sign out that call themselves a professional or a, a coach, as you're calling it, yeah. um, that aren't as qualified for a you know upper level type coach. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. fine for some of the minor basics, for having a good time, for being safe. Uh, learning a few of those, but they really don't understand the processes that it goes to, to, you know, get to that higher level. And I think, I think so same way with the, that horse, um, you know, you have to bring a horse along. Um, like I call it the alphabet. Um, you have to bring a horse and you first, you have to teach them a and then B and then C. And then if you happen to skip a, uh, several letters along the way, you're gonna have a hole that's going to show up when you get into the competition and uh, finally uh, ask them to do what you really want them to do uh, in in the uh, under the paralysis of being I call it under the bright lights. So you don't don't want to skip everything. so learning the basics first is mm-hmm. very, very important. Then you always have something to fall back on as you go. Um, And I think that goes for riders and horses. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry... 101 Careers in the Horse Industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. It's interesting, you know, we often, between countries, use different words what I understand about the coach. And the reason it's an interesting story that um, that we tend to use the word coach in Australia actually came from the Canadian system, you know, because I think there was an Olympics. Australia didn't do very well, so we implemented the National Coaching accreditation scheme across all the sports. Right. And before that, uh, you know, because I trained in the UK, so I was an instructor, but then I came over to be a coach. So, you know, whether you're a coach or an instructor, I mean, really you're an educator, aren't you? You know, so, right. so either uh, absolutely. way. absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: and uh, America, America doesn't have an accreditation system uh, except for some individuals like myself. You know, mm. I have an a accreditation that you can – ride with me online and pass my accreditation and then come ride with me at the ranch and you can be a, a accredited al dunning horseman or accredited al dunning trainer mm-hmm. um and you know so that's about the only thing we have in the united states you know as you know in canada and other countries uh they have regular accreditations that you know will basically find out if you're experienced enough and know what you're talking about enough and know how to uh, coach, how to teach, uh, how to train horses enough before you can really become hang out your shingle become a horse trainer.
1: Yes, 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 and I think there's quite a few different levels. We've got six different types of instructors that we do through the college and the fact that America doesn't have their own accreditation system sort of explains why we have so many American students you know because we do have, have quite a few you know who who come and they do a lot of it online which i suppose is perfect right now and then they um for the practical component because there is a, a big practical component they do it either well a bit of a combination through videos through our um, you know people within that country and um you know we get experts out you know we get you you someone like you or you too to say yes, this person is quite competent to do this particular task, you know. So, just because uh-huh. it's an online course doesn't mean that it's only online. There is a practical component as well. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I think you have to have both to oh. make it, you know, credible. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. absolutely, and just like you, just just like you and I are agreeing both that the more education you can have,
1: yep, absolutely, uh,
0: you know, an, an apprentice, uh, a plumber, an apprentice electrician yeah. is usually an apprenticeship is seven years um, yes. to, to be to be really good at something so and it's it's been amazing that all the good trainers and I, there's been a, at least a dozen maybe 20 that have come out of my program that are champion trainers and all the good ones stayed here and worked for me at yeah. least six to ten years yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. and th- those th- those people really got good and they were. I was able to help them send horses with them, uh, give them uh, recommendations, whatever. And you know they flourished. Where mm. some people that only put in short accreditations or short internships or apprenticeships, let's say, and they think they're good enough, they're not. Mm. Um, so desire alone isn't good enough. Education is what it's really all about.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Now, getting our horse to the, our show horse to the competition, shape, fitness. What have you got to say there? You know, do we need to be a particular shape, or can we just get by with fitness?
0: Well, you know, I think both horse and rider have to be fit. I mean, that's part of it. Um, so we'll start with the rider, and the rider has to have enough fitness, meaning they've got to be strong enough. Um, you know i've had I've never had a real weak rider that you know doesn't have strong legs and doesn't have the you know the toughness the statuativeness the all those kind of things and a lot of that is mental, but a lot of it is also physical. Mm-hmm. I have a gym in my house I'm seventy years old I work out in my gym all the time still to keep myself fit to show. Yeah. Um, and when you get around that, when you, when you have the strength to have that, your mental fitness is always better. Um, you know, when you, when you're not strong enough and you don't have the, the, the capacity, lung capacity and the strength that it takes, it it hurts your mind and you can't do what other people can do. And if you've got that, the physical strength and the physical capabilities the physical fitness, you have a better shot at being a champion rider, no buts about it. You look at the champion riders that I know of, that I respect, and they all have a good level of fitness.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: When it comes to the horses, the horses have to have the same. I mean, I, I think, you know, I never show a horse with a bad hair coat. I never show a horse with a, that it's too thin or too fat. You know, I mean, we, we've groomed our horses in all of the ways you possibly can think of work on their appearance, their soundness, uh, their stability and, uh, their, uh, overall, you know, you can look at them and you, you, you appreciate them as an athlete. You know, you you see athletes that are out there doing football, basketball, baseball, the things like that. You, you, You look at the fitness level of those people and you think that's the same kind of fitness that not only I have to have as a rider, but my horse has to have too Mm. so that they've got some longevity and some, you know, stick-to-itiveness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if we've got the right horse, the right, you know, the rider's fit, so the horse has got, you know, going well, tack and equipment, what do we need if we're going to show? Tell us a little bit about that. and. And why that's important, shall we?
0: You know, first of all, for every event, there is a certain there's certain kind of equipment that you need for your horse that fits the event, yep. and you can study study what the winners are doing. and And unfortunately, there's almost an overage of that sometimes. Like uh, I call it the there's trends. There's these trends that go on, and you know, sometimes uh, there's trends of what kind of bit the, guy, the guys winners are riding, and there's trends with what style of saddle they're riding, and there's trends with how people dress and how they shape their hat. But I can tell you this: if you don't fit sort of into the mold of what's popular out there, you're going to look like an odd shoe in mm-hmm. the rack. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. you're not going to you're not going to fit in. It's like one of the great trainers, Don Dodge, that one of the guys I learned from, he said right off the bat, when someone rides in the arena in the hunt seat, and they could, they, their boots fit so poorly that look like they could take their hunk calf off and stick Seems it so in the top bad. of their boot, yeah. I know already they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. you know, uh, it's the same way with uh, all the all the equipment you're using. It has to be in good shape. It has to be of good taste. Uh, I'm not for any gaudiness or anything like that in equipment, but I'm in for good working tack that actually fits the mold of what you're trying to do. So that's, that's the key to that part. And I think anybody that wants to be a winner should study that and figure out what looks good on them, what looks good on their horse. And that's really totally utilitarian
1: for what we want. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Now, I know you said earlier that we, um, you know, we want to go and just do a training show. You know, just go out to a show to to get started. You know, and then sort of move up and um, keep going from there. But how do you find the right show for you and your horse?
0: You know, there's all kinds of shows. Obviously, I would lend it to my coach uh, to help me decide where I should go. You know, okay. what level I should start at. Yep. Um, but Again, uh, you know, if you show at the, let's say, the NCHA cuttings, there are novice classes for the amateur riders and things like that, where you can show against your own kind. Yep. Uh, and you you need to know, learn a little bit before you go to the show about what classes are available and what class you really fit into at this time. Um, and then your, I, my idea is to try to conquer that class before you step up to the next level. Um, I think that usually in a day, if a person shows once or twice, that's enough. Um, some, some writers, because like, we've got to remember now we're talking about things of today are so much more specialized than when I was a child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and as I grew up as a trainer, even I showed in all the classes, but now I've narrowed it down to a few class, a few events that I'm really good at that the horses that I like are really good at. And I try to focus on that first. And, and I, for every horse that I train, I try to find the level of, Somewhere where they can where they can truly compete and succeed. And as a rider, it's interesting because as soon as a rider has some success, they seem to blossom. Um, you, you don't want to just lose, lose, lose. I mean, to be a good showman, number one, you got to learn. You got to be a good loser. Yes. Number one. Yep. I mean, no way, no way. Have, you know, Al Dunning has not won everything he's shown in. That's mm. for dag, I'm sure. sure. And But I've never been embarrassed to lose. Mm. And I've, I've been a, a good sportsman, but I've also been a good analyst of, of my competition, meaning that if I didn't win that time, I try to figure out a way where I can adjust my horse, um, you know, how he's working, Uh, I can adjust how I showed him. I can adjust so many things by, you know, watching my video of my competition and stuff like that and decide, make sure that I'm doing the right thing and that my horse is performing the way he should.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, That's good. That's good. I'm just thinking if you're actually at the show, and ideally, I suppose you'd have your trainer with you, but. Just entering, stabling, all those sorts of things. Is there? What's the best way to learn about that? Is it with your trainer? Can you do it by yourself?
0: Yeah, uh, I think you can do both. Um, you know, I think today, I think asking questions is the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, finding someone that is a—if uh, you don't have a coach there, finding someone that is uh, a friend. Um, that you can go with or ask those questions, but most of the show managements out there will answer most of your questions for you. If you go to the office and you say, you know, here I am, this is my very first show. I have my amateur card, let's say, and, um, my horse does the uh, Western pleasure, let's say, and you know, what class is best for me? And I think you can learn from that. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like you said, uh, Sometimes the best way to learn is just go and, and fumble around and try to try to figure out, make, you know, it's okay to make a few mistakes. It's okay to not understand what's going on. And I think the number one thing is that you got to know that most of these competitions are very welcoming. Okay. Um, so they wel they welcome you to come. They want you to come show. They enjoy uh, the new competitor coming in there to show. So that's uh. Most of them are very welcoming. And one of the things in the competitions that we have out here, we, we're trying to implement a, a a host system where if somebody, if, if you came to a show here in Arizona, that you would um, be able to talk to the host, and the host would show you, you know, where your stall is, uh, tell you, introduce you to just a few people, uh, tell you where the warm up arena is, uh, where the show pen is, we'll and a little bit about what's going on, where the wash racks are. And, you know, how things work and, you know, uh, and I just think that's going to be a really, really good part of our, our, you know, nuance of our competition here in Arizona.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we've got our horse, we've got our gear, we're fit and ready ourselves, we're ready to go to the show, we can do all that. We've spent all our money on lessons and the horse and the gear and we don't have our own transportation. What can we do? Ooh, that's difficult. Long way yeah, to ride. No. Yeah. That's a long, long way to
0: ride. It's probably not the best for your horse. By the time you get there, it might be too worn out to show. So, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, there are horse transports here in Arizona that are in in the U S that'll take you, take you to the horse show, drop you off. They'll pick you up at the end, take your horse away. But the best thing you can do is collaborate with somebody, find somebody that is your friend uh, and go together. I mean that if you don't have your own transportation, that is by far the coolest way to go because that person can help. You know, if they've got their own trailer and have already been to the shows before, that'll give you a heads up, someone to talk to someone to help you figure out where to be and you know, how to do it. And uh, you know, the, the, the simplest things uh, can become very difficult if you get frustrated at those shows because you really don't know what's going on but Mm -hmm. having a friend that'll take you and kind of hold your hand a little bit I think that really makes a difference and that's why if you don't have that you don't have a good trainer I don't know how in the heck you're going to handle it you know yes yes okay
1: okay all right look Al I think we're you know we're sort of Gone to the show, we've got our transport there, we've got someone to help us. And I think you've sort of pretty much covered everything about what does it take to have and show a horse in competition. We've we've pretty much covered it. I'm sure well at least we've got there, you know, actually going out and showing the, the horse Absolutely. within the competition. You know, the techniques and the tricks and everything else. I'm sure that, that you've learned many, many, many of them and uh, we might be able to chat to you again in a future podcast about them.
0: Absolutely. I would love that. And you. you know I just would encourage anybody that has the desire to show to just go ahead and get their feet wet, you know, find out what it takes. Uh, don't be embarrassed if you make some mistakes in the beginning, uh, remember that we all, you know, started somewhere, um, that, you know, we all put on our pants the same way, one leg at a time. And it, it takes time to get very competitive and be at the competition level that you would dream to be at. And you know if you just have that stick to this and that you know love for the horse and love for the aunt. and one of my one of my best scenarios one of my best advice to somebody is remember it's not all about where you place it's how you feel like you've accomplished something yeah. it, and it's how you accomplish yourself mm-hmm. um so if you can just get a little bit better each time you show you know your dream may come true you know if you just keep practicing and keep trying to do I am big on trying to tell people they need to have continued education that none of us, no matter how I'm still learning, you know, I've been training for 50 and I'm still, I'm still asking advice. I I have friends that I have ride my horse so I can watch it. And then I can ask them, obviously they're, they really know what they're doing, you know? So, uh, but, but I'll, we, we share ideas and we, you know, have that. And the camaraderie uh, makes it all worthwhile. Uh, but that most people are out there to want, want you to show and they want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. They want to see you do that. You, they want to see you have a, a good time and an enjoyable experience. So don't be afraid to go out there and just remember it's not about winning. It's about – it's like a you're painting a picture and you're putting it out there. Not everybody's going to love it, but if you enjoy what you do and how you the art you've put out there, uh, that's what really counts. So, I mean, it's, it's a whole f- philosophical idea of of loving your horse and loving what you do and loving the outdoors, the competition, and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's so much more to competitions than winning.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, Al, for people to contact you, I know they can go to aldunning.com, isn't it, aldunning.com?
0: aldunning.com. You can see my website like that. And uh, if anybody wants to contact me direct, it's my email's al at aldunning.com.
1: Okay. And I think you've got a Facebook page as well, Al? Oh, absolutely, I do. Yep, yep. And if people would like to get those details as well, just go to horsechats.com. Search for Al or search for Dunning and you'll find those details on the page and you'll be able to contact him direct. Al, thank you. And I and I am looking forward to the next time to um, talk about how we can win those competitions. And I think, you know, we just want to know how to go out and win some world championships. I don't know if I want 48, you know, but maybe just one or two. Would <laughs> <be> cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Gladys. No worries at all. All right, good to talk to you, Al. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.